2: We'll
3: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host James Loving. If you are looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here is your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James
2: Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we got our co-host Terry Jackson. You there, DJ? I'm I am here, and Terry is always glad to have Galen back. I don't get it back to an expert, you know, Galen.
1: Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and we missed you last week, didn't we, Terry? Yes, we did. Yeah, sorry I had to miss, man. I had a personal issue come up. Well, Gavin, you didn't fill out no permission slip to take no trip. So next time you got to fill out, <laughs> and we got to prove it. Yeah, I <laughs> wish I could have went
2: somewhere. Yeah, I wish I could have. <laughs> mm. We got to send that note home to your parents. Please explain why Gavin went in class today. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, Good to have you back, Kevin. Glad to have you, you know. Thanks. Well, you know, listeners out there, you know, it's another good week, you know, we got Terry gonna be finding a try, you know, Terry gonna take a little gonna leave us next week. Take a little trip, right? Get but Terry. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get out of the country for a minute. You know, again, he must have got some of that NFL money, you know, to go to Jamaica, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have got some of that money that Terry got, right? No, I need some of that money y'all got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, guys, we gonna do some questions today that I got guess from the um, we take from the um, listeners, and then while well, we can talk about a little bit um, in, NBA and we can talk about a little bit of football too. But I want to start off, guys. You know, um, you know, the NBA All Star game was on. You know, I want to get your guys' perspective on this. You know, these All Star games, I kind of think they need to just stop putting these games on. It's almost like the NFL Pro Bowl. You know. These players are playing, but, you know, you got these fans paying the money to see a good game, and then they're out there and they're not playing that hard because neither one of them want to get hurt and they're contract contact out. And it's just like a little touch fun thing out there, you know. Even the NBA All-Star game, you know, you got these players out there and they're not really playing that hardest, you know. But do you guys think they should stop playing these games outside of the um, Pro Bowl? Well, I, I think we got to put it into perspective that, and it's no different than the. Um, you know the All Star football game that we have. The the um, these guys are, you know, they don't. In the NBA, the season's still going on, and the you know the All Star game is right in the middle of it. And with the, especially with this shortened season, you're not know, gonna find nobody out there uh, too serious. You know, nobody wants to get hurt. And I think that now it's more for, you know, the kids and, and the fans to go and enjoy. It's, it's more than just the game. Uh, they got other stuff that I think they do uh, during the day when, when when there isn't any events going on, and that's getting the players out there and and, and stuff like that. So as far as not doing the games, I don't know. I, I, I tell you what, I think that they could spark up the dunk contest a little bit uh, by getting some names in there like it used to be. But I think they should still at least put on a little, a little something.
1: Yeah, I agree with Terry. I, you know, it, you got to take it for what it is, especially the NBA All Star Game. Because if you compare it to the NFL uh, Pro Bowl, it's just ridiculous. But if yeah. you look at the uh, NBA All Star Game, you know they do lots of things throughout the week. They do a lot of fundraising and helping out charitable organizations they it's a fun just weekend for the players and for the fans and so the game caps off everything and it's usually not played at that high of a level it's a lot of offense no defense and you know i mean uh you got to take it for what it is i think uh the the nba all-star weekend is is a great weekend i think the fans get their money worth throughout the week and you know you just got to take it for what it is well, even Gary, what you say you
2: agree with Terry, y'all? I kind of disagree a little because if I am paying my money, I know you know. I went to the Bayou Slugger game. Everybody really wanted to just go to the that game. They want that see the game. They didn't really care about the dunk contest. Then in the NFL Pro Bowl game is that one football game. It's okay to see the players and get their all doing through You know, the, the, the couple of days are there. But I think everybody wants that game because that in, NFL Pro Bowl game was horrible this year. I know you guys have seen it. They the can the back, I can't you know. i'm did not, not getting my money. I'm not paying my money. i read rather watch it on t v so I'm not going to be disappointed you know but but those guys that are that are there and, and can afford to you know to pay the money to go and see that um i I think that I think they get what they're asking for i I don't necessarily know that that they believe it's going to be that competitive because I mean, I was just looking at them, and I was at awe on the on the players. You know who who was all on the east and who was all on the west, and it's like, wow! Could you imagine? I can't wait till these guys go to the Olympics. Is what I'm thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you pick pick those great players from that from those two teams and put them on an Olympic team. That's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. But I, I I think they I think they get it. You know, I really do. Now, love, you wouldn't get it. I know you're competitive. That's why you disagree because when you pay your money to go watch a play, you want to see somebody's head getting knocked off. I understand. <laughs> well, well I, I, know, I don't know if you want to say them, but I want to go see, like everybody wants to go see, like the NFL Pro Bowl, you want to go see Aaron Rodgers, you know, and all these players that you want to go see, they're like, well, I don't want to go play them because it's really not even a game no more. You, you're getting the best player. you want to go see, and say, hey, I don't want to go play in that game. You know, and I think they should. If that player get elected, he should go. You know, you getting like the third or fourth, Player down, you know. You got Aaron Rodgers. He didn't want to go. I guess it came down to the next quarterback. The digging at elect, you know. But he almost, you almost know, you're like the third pick of a quarterback that you want to see the first one. So I do know. Maybe I'm wrong. Am I wrong, guys? Well, so from Rodgers, my perspective, uh,
1: perspective as a player, <clears throat> I mean, you got to take it for what it's worth. Like your goal is not to win the uh, Pro Bowl or the NBA All Star Game. Your goal is to win championships, and the possibility of you getting injured, in and especially. In the NFL, it's a it's a it's a collision sport. It's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport, and so the possibility of you getting injured in one of those games and then not being able to play the following year or jeopardizing your career for a game like that is just not worth it for a player. I mean, you know, you, that's not your goal to win the NBA All Star Game or the uh, the NFL Pro Bowl. So you got to take it in perspective. These teams invest a ton of money in their players and those players are hoping to receive that money. And if they have an injury in an all-star game that they can't, you know, have an opportunity to p- uh, compete in their career anymore, for that, I don't think, you know, it's not worth it. But, Gary, I know what you're saying, but, okay, like Terry said, the NBA, it, this season's
2: still going on, right? I can see that, I'm, hey, I'm going to get injured. Cause, but the NFL, the Pro Bowl, the season,
1: know what, you know? You still have time to heal if you get an injury, right? So, uh, depends on what kind of injury you get. Like I said, it's a collision sport. You get a you blow a knee out, or it takes at least a year to get back from that. So you're missing the whole season the following year. Or you can hurt your neck, or you can hurt anything, and and it can end your career. And you've done it for a Pro Bowl game. This that doesn't mean anything.
2: Plus, you got to look at some of those guys that have been done playing two, three weeks before the Pro Bowl ever starts. Man, I mean, those guys that don't make good playoffs. Yeah, but are you going to see Aaron Rodgers play in the Pro Bowl? Or you want to see
1: uh, a third string like Charlie Batch? Yeah, I don't. You know, again, I'm not. The All Star Game is. I think those fans know what they get when they buy the tickets. It's just you know it, they're not going to put their careers on the line for that game. If they want to see a competitive game, go to the pro. Go you know go to an NFL playoff game or or to the Super Bowl if you want to see a game with competition like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys telling me that that Pro Bowl was
2: not horrible to you guys?
1: Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible. I mean, but you know, you 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 know, as a fan, that it's not going to be a competitive game. It's not going to be something that they're going to put everything into. I guess the question would be, why do
2: we watch? Why 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 do we why are we so intrigued by the Pro Bowl or the NBA All Star game when we know what it's going to be? I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I like watching the dunk contest and the new guys. Uh, I like watching, you know, LeBron James and and, and those guys play uh, and and have fun. I mean, I I didn't expect it to be a good game. I I expected uh, the East to win. I thought they had a better team, but they didn't play as hard. They didn't play any defense. So, you know, was I upset about that? Not really. Not really. Because they made the game competitive the last couple minutes,
1: and that's basically all it is. Well, it was NBA that's All-Star that's game. They a, usually as as lose, a that. I mean, they put up the game. almost 90 points in the first half. Right. No defense. <laughs> but when it comes down to winning it, they usually buckle up a little bit and and they play a little bit harder. But, you know, it's a fun game, I think. It, you get what you're, you know, you're not going to well, get their best effort.
2: Well, Terry, maybe we need to put this in a different category. NBA, you're looking at the All-Star game of all the best players in the world together to see how they play together. In the field, you got the players that, well, I would think that their season over with, right? And you want to see them play one more time. Is that fair to say or no? I just think that it's a, it's a, an accolade. I mean, I just think it's a great job. This is, you, you're a great player. Uh, you, you've done great this year and, you, and you're, now, now you're getting selected to go to the Pro Bowl. That's what I think of the Pro Bowl. I don't think of it as a competitive game. It never has been to me. It's never been
1: that competitive. No, it's never been that way, ever. But you know, but didn't and they and change you know, this guys? To where okay, whoever wins get more money. That's why they want to make
2: it more competitive, right?
1: Because if you win, if somebody wins, and
2: it was just like the NBA. If, if you win, you get fifty thousand. If you lose, you get twenty five. If they said
1: if you win, you get fifty, and the loser gets nothing, then it probably would be more competitive. Again, you know, I mean, the ultimate goal is, you know, some of those guys are making that on a weekly basis. <laughs> so, I mean, again, you know, to put it in perspective, I mean, they're not out there for the money, you know, and they're not out there to prove that they're, you know, the best among the best. They are the best among the best already, and they're just out there. It's more camaraderie for them. Uh, they get together for this annual meeting. They get to be with the best players in the league and hang out with them a little bit. And, uh, you know, they go on to this prospective team, hopefully injury-free and ready to play the next season. Well, maybe they should go to that. I mean, to where if you lose, you get nothing.
2: You know, at least there's some effort of them playing, right?
1: I don't know. Yeah, you know, if you're a receiver and, you know, you're told that you're going to go compete in this and you injure yourself, you ain't going to like it too much, you know.
2: Right. Well, you got to look at it. You're looking at $50,000, you're going to win. If you don't want that $50,000, you're scared you're going to get hurt. Then don't don't go and play, right? Unless somebody else play that's going to play harder. And then saying you know, I'm not going to get nothing. So I'm going to go and play to try and win that $50,000, right? I, I I can tell you if that I know local, if I'm local, get my weekend pay, you know, plane ticket and hotel, you know, food, and I'm going to get $25,000, i am going to go there and play. I don't care about losing. Yeah. I do know I'm not going to get nothing. Then I'm going to be out there like, hey, I need to at least try and make that tackle. He won't
1: score, then we can win, right? Well, you know, a majority of those guys, probably every one of them, have built in their contract a bonus if they make the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's that's pretty much a standard uh, NFL contract. That if you make the Pro Bowl, that you're going to get a bonus. So, I mean, they're not out there for the money. You know, they got that when they made when they were named to that team. They got that extra additional fifty, hundred, whatever thousand. Uh, you know, thousands of dollars that they was built into their contract if they made a Pro Bowl. So, you know, again, uh, I don't think money, money is that much of a motivation for them to play in that game. Mm, that's right, cool. And it
2: was pretty interesting, Gary, when you said, you know, it's a context for us because one of my questions that I had picked up today uh, from a gentleman that want to talk about that. So what we're going to do, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we will take a break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll answer one of these questions. we got a few of them we're going to answer, but, you know, um, Terry, don't let Galen get away. Last time he didn't show up, right? Well, <laughs> so now you got detention after school today, Galen. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is Jay Levy, and hopefully we'll be right back.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
0: do you feel the need for speed whatever your addiction nascar indycar nhra formula one or even long or pit pass usa is got to jump. larry henry here host of pit pass usa i put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert, your front row seat to the world of racing, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF.
3: What does building a family mean to you? nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life and sports and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to the Freddie Scott Show, Tackling the Game of Life, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. for Loving That Sports Talk. we got co-host Terry Jackson.
2: DJ, and we got our own fellas. Galen back. Galen is back. You back, Galen? I'm back. We're going to mess with you. Come on, man. Don't you call the cops. Like <laughs>
1: I'm
2: like, Galen, you know, hell You could have called <laughs> in Texas. You know what I'm saying? That was Terry got to do, right? In Jamaica, right, Terry? Yes. You could have or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Galen. But anyway, guys, we got a question. This one is from Donald from Washington, D.C. Why is it that the team with the worst record gets the first? pick all the time, draft pick, and still they are bad with the number one pick overall. <laughs> well, you know, guys, I think that's kind of crazy, too, because you get the guy with the number one pick for three, four, five years, they're going to be awful, unless they just come into a team like um, Dan Roethlisberger did with Pittsburgh. But, and then they end up after that fifth year when they contract they didn't want to go to another team, but I think, you know, I don't know, I think it's just, they should change it up now, because you know, good players on the worst team, they own that for four or five years, and they're still losing. What do you guys think? Well, it's been like that for years, um, forever, far as far as I know, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't know why that is, but uh I guess it's just part of the rebuilding. I mean, they give them, they give the worst team in the league the the first
1: pick, get the best guys, so they can they can start making a team. You know, it gives that team to recover. You know, you have a bad year. Um, and the theory is that, you know, that team can get better through the draft. And it takes more than one player, though, you know. It takes more than one player to make a team, you know. So even though you may get the number one overall pick, uh, that one player is not going to change the franchise around. It's got to be done through drafting and probably partially through free agency. Uh And you got to be willing to spend money. So, yeah. you know, it's more than just a draft, but... You know, you you can't turn around and let a team like uh, the Giants or or the uh, uh, New England Patriots, you know, win a Super Bowl and then come back the next year, get the first pick in the draft, and just you know would be such a lopsided league that it wouldn't be fun for anybody.
2: Well, I mean, and I agree with you on that, Galen too. But you know, but if you look at it and you say uh, one player will make team, but most of the teams that that wins the Super Bowl or or going to a sport like that are from getting free agents, right? Getting the older players. That's what I've been mostly seeing, you know. Fifth-year guy coming to a team and helping on that spot. that He's been in a situation. Or And like you say, when Michael Jordan went to the Bulls, he couldn't do it by himself. Mm-hmm. So it took, you know, Scottie Pippen and the draft, and getting Dennis, and then Horace Grant. But all these other players, Scotty was a draft pick, but I think Horace Grant was a free agent something like that from Washington. But, I see most of the, the players are coming from free agent from other teams, and you know I think it should be a balance. of I, I agree with you, not the Giants or New England get a first round pick, but if they would get, they wouldn't have the money to keep it, would they? Yeah. Well, you're not you're, you're not going to win with any first round pick anyway. You're right. It I mean it does it takes a lot more than that, and 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 I think that you know that's that's the whole part of it. I mean that. You know, when you when you when you get a first round pick because you you, you play poor that season, uh, you, you've got to have some things there already. You got you got to have your your nucleus is already there, and you're missing one more thing or or, or one more you know two more guys or a different position. So, I mean, you're not going to win right off the bat.
1: You know, some organizations are just better uh, ran. You know. Uh, Just class organizations, they know what they're doing. And, you know, one that comes to mind is the New York Giants. They just know what they're doing. And so, you know, uh, some of those teams that are historically always at the bottom of uh, and always up for the first round pick or within the top five picks every year are just bad organizations run by people who really don't know what they're doing. And so, you know, New England's another good case of a, a great organization. They know what they're doing. They know how to acquire players through free agency, through drafting, and and developing a team. And they know what they're looking for and what type of player they're looking for: veterans who know how to play the game of football. They're not necessarily the best, the fastest; they're not necessarily jump the highest, but they know how to play football, and that's what they look for.
2: Well, I mean, not, you say that, you know, we've got uh, uh, the Lions coming up now. They were down for for mm-hmm. every losing, for ever the Bengals, uh, even Tampa. They lost forever. Um, I remember when they were the laughing stock. Um, and then they came up and finally, you know, got things together. What, were those organizations bad
1: too? Oh, yeah. Or were those time. teams just, they, they, they were just, they just went down so far. In fact, the first time I came onto the show, me and, uh, Love had this conversation about bad organizations and thinking outside the box. And Detroit was one of those bad organizations. And, you know, they had Matt Millen running their organization. And Matt Millen, like a linebacker and so everything he did was linebacker everybody had to be tough Receivers, quarterback had to be tough and so they didn't think outside the box they drafted just totally like that and it just didn't come together those those quarterback i mean those people who think like that just don't know how to run a team and but when they brought in this new general manager he drafted totally different than what matt millen did and the hey, chair uh, organization
2: i mean now. i just want to say this real quick since you was on that so do you say that um uh, the coach for the 49ers. uh man, he's in my head. Miller, Harbaugh. Like... No, the Miller-like coach before Harbaugh, they got fired. Oh, J- Mike Singletary. Right. Was he a bad one? Because he was thinking the same way you Said Matt Miller, right, Gabe? You, you know, know.
1: It, you know, there was only one way for for Mike. I love Mike to death, you know. And you know, his first time out of the box, he he wasn't successful because he couldn't think outside the box. And
2: okay, i I cut you off again, but. Back then, what you mean by inside the box? That we
1: were talking about that. Everybody could be like, "What being inside outside the box?" Yeah, yeah. Like when you're a player, you know, depending on what position you play, then your way of thinking is the way that that position is. And so, you know, linebackers are real aggressive. They want attacking. They want people who can suck it up and th- those types of nature. You know, they don't give any. Uh, leeway for like a quarterback's thinking they're more sensitive, you know, more, you know, they have to be coddled a little bit more, like they, like the Mark Sanchez situation or like Tebow situation, you know, you you got to think about them mentally and so forth. With a linebacker, you can just tell them something they'll run through a wall, you know, and so you got to be able to handle each position the way the personalities are in that position. And if you can't do that, if you can't think outside the box, you only think like a linebacker. If you're a former player, then. You're going to lose other parts of the team, and they're not going to respond to you. And so See, that's, like, where, that's
2: that's where your other coaches come into play. At uh, Galen, you know, it, it's just like running an organization as big as a, uh, say, a, a police department or a city. You you have to set your sergeants and your lieutenants out to do their job while you're doing something else. You can't have control over everything. The linebacker coach has to coach the linebackers, and the running back coach has to coach the running backs. You know, and, and Singletary, he, are you saying that he couldn't just let that go? He had to be over the whole organization and, and he run it like
1: that? Yeah, sure, certainly. Because, you know, that's the way you believe, that's the way you think. And so, you know, uh, my first time coaching literally football even, you know, I thought that way. And, you know, my, my buddies called me Owen because I was Owen 5, Owen 6, you know, <laughs> because you don't think outside the box and you don't allow your coaches to think outside the box. You, you tell them the same philosophy, you know. And so when you do that, then you know you fail, and you, if you don't allow people to do what their strengths are, you know. And, and, and I'll tell you like this: this is because Mike Singletary failed in that one try. Hopefully, he'll get another try because if you remember, coach. if you remember Belichick, his first effort at being a head coach at Cleveland wasn't real successful either. Yeah. But because he had one way of thinking, but then he changed that when he went to New England. So and, and they would be
2: successful. You have to be on the right team as a coach, right? Because you got to be set up to be the, that coach of that system, right? Because I mean, look at Dennis Graham. He couldn't coach the. He couldn't even coach uh, Minnesota, or he couldn't coach the um, Cardinals. I mean, just some coaches just not meant to be a head coach, right? I mean, Absolutely. you yeah. got to have all the right people in, in the in the places. Well, what, rise, makes,
1: you know, what makes a good head coach love is, is good assistant coaches. <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, that's true. Yeah, but you can't do it all by coaches. yourself. Yes. <laughs> good assistant coaches can only be good if you allow them to to right. to have their imprint on the team. If you don't, if you want them to do it just the one way, the way you do it, then they can't be good assistant coaches.
2: Oh, and but and, and then as a head coach, if you call the defense and you get beat up the whole time, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This defense ain't working. I got to take over, right? Uh, means, no. You
1: know, wrong. You got to let you gotta let your people do their thing. You know, you hired that person for a reason, and it may not be the defense itself. It's the personnel that you have. You know? So, you know, there's lots of things there. I'm all right. You're going to get me, Frank, because this is going to be the head coach. they going to fire
2: first, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he got like way <laughs> guy. Yeah, he's definitely a ball guy. Way <laughs> I fun. I mean, look North Turner should have been gone from my team. This, I mean, North Turner should not be there. He's not a head coach. He is yeah. not a head
2: coach. Yeah. He, well, you got to look at that too, Gary. I mean, this is the only year where he failed
1: to come back. I mean, all the other years, the second part of the season they win. They it's the within season, right? Well, he took over a fourteen and two team, and they've been going down steadily every year since he's been there. It's not any improvement; they've been going down every year. So, so you said improvement has to be
2: with these coaches. They got win what a playoff game, or the record be better than what it was the year before. I mean, because you can say that with Rex Ryan. I mean, yeah, they won that one, but
1: there's no improvement. Well, I mean, you know, he's been in the, uh, the prior to this year, he's been in the AFC championship game two years in a row. So, you know, I mean, you know, is this a step? He took a little bit of a step back this year. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure that the ownership and the general manager next year, we, you know, eye and see what's going on because maybe it'll be time for a change if he's not successful this year.
2: Well, I think Ryan needs to. Uh get a different quarterback and I think he'll be successful. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I've had on that, i got do to disagree with you on that, Terry. I do too. I have to disagree with you on that. I know you
1: will and that's fine <laughs> but you tell me <laughs> what he, has he done? Do you Nothing. agree with that, Gaylor? No, I don't agree with it because he's young. I told you, it takes five years yep. to help the quarterback in this league.
2: Absolutely. You win with him and you lose with him and that's, that, that's the same thing I keep saying but they're not, I don't think they're going to win with him because, because he already, he's already knows no, and they've there. already spoke out and said that Ryan has called his kids, and he can do no wrong. Now you ruin your team that way. He's done it he's done it the wrong way. He will not put the blame on Sanchez when Sanchez deserves the blame. Okay? And that's wrong. Well if you if you like you say, if you have not let that man throw because you worry about him making a mistake then that's the same thing what the coach did with Tony Romo. You gotta let that man play to make those mistakes. Am I right? That's right. But you can't sit there when he makes those mistakes and say, "Oh well, it's not the quarterback's fault. It's just no different than what you said about Tebow. Okay? No, Tebow don't win the football games. He don't lose them either. Well, same thing with Sanchez. If Sanchez don't mess up, man, he needs to take blame for that. And and, and Ryan's trying to say, no, that's that's not what happened. This is not what happened. Yeah, it is what happened. If, if, if Tebow throws two for ten and they don't win the game, that's Tebow's fault.
1: She, well, Terry, you agree he with he that? Broke, the right, broke the rule, Terry. <laughs> but, I mean, I, you know, for me, I just think that he's still young quarterback, just like Tebow, and you know all those quarterbacks. And if you don't have a defense, which to me the Jets' defense fell off quite a bit this year, then your 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 team is not going to do good when you have the young quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, I mean. Uh, look at Joe Flacco. I mean, he's been successful, but his defense has been awesome. And he played good this year. They had a chance to go to Super Bowl this year. And, and not despite Flacco, but because he did, you know, he competed and he played well in the playoffs. So, you know, but he's young, uh, and he's gonna get better and they wanna run him out of, uh, the Ravens, but what they're gonna run to, something else to start right. all over again? They're not going nowhere. You know, he's a good quarterback, uh, you know, uh, I think Sanchez is a good quarterback. You know, they had this bad year this year, but it's not all Sanchez's fault like, like Rex Ryan is saying. So, you know, I mean, again, you really, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, well, we'll,
2: we'll take another break. When we come out and we'll take another question. <laughs> but you know you're wrong for bringing that people up. <laughs> you know you broke the rule. Now you got getting all excited. Now. <laughs> well, we I'm gonna hit on it one more time when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jack Lovey. host of love, you. Also, love us sports soccer, we'll be right back from a break.
3: Pacific For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with Kay Lewis. It's not where you start,
0: it's how you finish. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies?
2: This is Jay Loveback, we're loving that sports talk, and Terry, go ahead, you know, go and get it all out again. Let's get Galen as a candidate he deserves. <laughs> hey, with your actual oh, people. Galen just said, he made a great point. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I understand that. But, all I'm saying is that, you're in, the, you're in the big league game now. You're not the baby no more, you've been in the league three years. Or four years, I don't know quite how long Sanchez has been in, but. He's been in long enough to know. He got a real loud, volatile head coach, you know, who's going to stick up for him. It's time for him to start stepping up and uh, and taking some responsibility. And I just felt that this this year he has not taken any responsibility for the losses that uh, the Jets suffered, and, and he has played poorly at times. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I agree with you too, though. I, I'm not saying nothing bad about, but. And like Gavin said, it takes five years for a really quarterback in the league to really understand, you know, the play of the NFL. So, you're right though, Terry. We got, uh, we got some questions. I want to jump in some real quick, just so if we can hit on it real quick. It's like, you know, I've seen that Randy Moss want to come back in the NFL and, throw on. Horns. These receivers, like Gavin said, receivers got the loudest mouth. I'm not going to believe that, you know. <laughs> they want to start some stuff today. So we can, we just get it started, right, Terry? <laughs> uh, he said the receiver but these guys that ran them off and they practically ran themselves out of the league because nobody want to pick them up they're great athletes they still probably can play the game a year or oh, two more years but when you get them off like Row that's bad for teams and they ran them off to, you know plays when they want to play teams don't want to take a chance on those guys right what do you guys think about that well you're right
1: go ahead Dan I don't want you to answer well you know I mean again you know when they're at their prime people will will deal with them and with their attitudes and 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 so forth but when you get towards the end of your career nobody wants you know they want to start looking at younger people and with not dealing with those types of personalities anymore uh and they want to deal with young people who have an opportunity to be successful and have a little bit faster so forth and so on so i just think that you know they've pretty much talked themselves out the league at this point and you know Randy Effort, Randy, uh, Randy Moss, with his efforts, you know, he'll quit on a team in a minute, and I think teams just don't want to put up with that with him anymore for what he has to bring to the table, you know. And then uh, Terrell Owens is just a loud mouth, and he alienates his quarterback, and you know, again, you don't want to put up with that anymore. And you know, organizations who don't draft you and uh, invest big money in you are not going to take chances on you anymore. Yeah. Do you do you guys think
2: that it takes away from your your uh your aura when you're not a bravado like say you know my game is i'm going to talk trash to you love and i'm going to talk you down because that's going to make me play better do you think that randy moss or or a uh terrell owens is that way is that kind of ball player that if they're not the center of attention if they're not running their mouth then they're not going to be able to play as well well, uh, and that question is a tag, because I think I was like this. I don't know how, when you ran about Terry, when you ran somebody over, or Gator, when you tackled somebody hard, but when I was on the defensive back, I did talk to somebody like, hey, you can't cover me, and, you know, just to try and get in their head. I don't think I was just trying to be like Santa, but I was just trying to get in their head to make them play worse, or make a mistake. And I think you see that in all sports, you know. They said the worst track talking was Michael Jordan, and I never, I believe that, but, I think players do that to get another player's head to make you know, and then some players you get like a T.O. I can't say running them off. I never, but T.O. that his his trash talk is way different. Than what Galen's saying is they run them off too much. You know, and they run themselves off the league.
1: You know, you heard that, Galen? Oh yeah, I mean you you alienate your quarterback and throw him under the bus when things aren't going right. You know, it's just not. Something that teams want to put up with anymore, you know. And you know, he was doing things detrimental to the team, both him and Randy Moss. So, you know, again, talking some trash to a defensive back—I don't have any problem with that. You, you know, you know, you, Revis—you know—he'll talk a little bit, and and he's the best cornerback in the league. And you know, the receivers who talk trash about him—he just go ahead and shut them down. You know, he ain't really you know, saying a whole bunch, he'll just defend himself. But, you know, receivers now talk trash and they get him on them and the Rivas Island, you're, you're done, you know. But, I mean, it's the things that you do that alienate people on the team that really, really are the things that I think the teams don't like. So, you know. What makes a player do that game? You know, it's a selfishness, you know. I mean, it's all about them. It has nothing to do with the team or the organization, and it's all about them, their fame, their notoriety, their money, their whatever, and they're putting the team uh second or third down the line as opposed to themselves. They're trying to, you know, boost themselves up. They're not about team. They don't care about stepping over anybody else, putting the quarterback out there on front street. They just, you know, they don't care. It's about them. And that's unfortunate.
2: But, Galen, and, and to your question, too, but, Galen, you could probably help me and Terry, you know, that's what the league had turned to now. I mean look at it. Everything everything come out with some kind of dance or so a player with a dance, you know, Ray Lewis, you know, he do his thing. I'm sure he talks back and you know, all like that. Uh, a receiver after they score a touchdown, somebody doing a dance or something. The league had turned to that now and we as fans, you know, I'm you know, love to see that. Well hey, we wanna see what uh Taylor do when he score a touchdown, you know. We are looking for these kind of antics now and it's not about football anymore. It, it, am I right? Well, love, about, I'm not looking for that. It's about what we're going to hear on Sunday, saying, "Hey, like um, Brady's girlfriend, put the uh, players under the you know his players on the bus." We are looking to see what those other players are, who they going to put on the bus, or why they lost. Am I right? Yeah, but love, I'm not. I'm not looking for that. All I want is my team to win. I don't need them do no damn celebration in the end zone, by jumping over each other or singing and dancing. Uh, I just want them to score the ball. And get back to the sidelines so that we, we, can, uh, we can kick field goal. You know, extra point. No, I have no I problem. Never, I never it.
1: have cared about any what, what, what they were going to do. Yeah. I think that's all for television. That's yeah. all for TV. I, I have no problem with it. I mean, as long as it's done within the rules of the game right i mean the the league allows so much celebration and 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 so much you know uh after you know touchdown celebration stuff, which is fine, and if it's done that way, there's no problem. It's just when you get outside of those things and you're pulling out sharpies and you're doing all the additional things that penalize your team, then that's all about you, which we've seen several times throughout the league uh last year. I think one was with the receiver from Philadelphia cost his team a win. Uh, what's his name, uh, the free agent this year? Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Jackson, you know I mean? It cost his team a win. You know, so doing those things that are outside of the boundaries and the rules of the game has to do with you and not with your team. And so you know that going into the game that you can't do that, but yet you choose to do it anyway, and then you penalize your team, and it hurts them, then to me that's all about Seth. But if you go and do your touchdown celebration and call attention to yourself that way, that's fine, as long as it's done within the rules of the game. Otherwise, then you're taking away from your team, the organization, and you're penalizing them. But
2: but isn't that what the fans are looking for? Sure. But if uh, they don't don't penalize the team, too. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, that... George, I think you guys were talking over each other. What would you say, love? Isn't that what fans are looking for, you know, after a touchdown or a big hit to see these guys, you know, or Aaron Rodgers do his little belt thing and all that? Everybody got something that they're doing now. Is that true? Yeah, it seems like they do. But some of them just go
1: a little bit overboard, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But, but what's overboard? Uh, when you, you know, when you, um, put, pull out props, you know, you pull out a prop and, and you, then that, you're going to get a flag on that because that's not within the rules of the game. And so you go overboard, you get penalized. You, I mean, if you don't do that, you do your touchdown dance and you go to the sideline afterwards. You're within the rules of the game. You, you, you appease the fans, you know, uh, you're not harming your team. That's all right. It's just when you're harming your team and which, you know, Terrell Owens and, and Randy Moss, do with their antics, then you hurt the organization, then that's where people have a problem with you. Oh, uh, I don't think Randy
2: Moss is so much as, because I don't really say Randy will probably like that. Maybe you guys have, but
1: I think Randy thing is he's just lazy, quit on his team. That's what, that's what I'm talking right about. You know, I mean, it's not that he's talking trash or celebrating too much, it's just that he quits, you know, and that, that hurts your organization, that hurts your team. you know other players see that they don't i mean you know he doesn't get in trouble for it. you know they don't say much to him. you know that just you know ruins the uh the um uh the authority of the coaches and then they say, well, he can do anything he wants to, but then we can't do nothing you know it just it just ruins the team
2: well and, and Gary, maybe you guys asked when I watched the game, I watched the receiver'cause that's what I played. But nine, maybe eight out of ten, we when the players not to them. They don't never run the route out of You guys, do you guys see that?
1: Go ahead, David. Uh, I don't see it as much. You know, I mean, uh, if it is, it's one of those diva receivers. You know, he's probably upset because the ball's not coming to him <laughs> or something. But you know, for the you know, most of those guys, they can't afford not to, to be hustling and stuff. And if you're looking on those top. You know, those top teams with, you know, like New England and the teams that are, you know, up there uh, as far as in the standings, you don't really see that too much whether the uh, receivers are dogging it, you know. But maybe well, some... I, I can say I've
2: never seen one dogged like Moss had dogged. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, anybody quit on a on a route or on a block or, you know, on a play that was going away from them or not, like Randy has. Well, I think Randy got comfortable where he feels he's a star. You know, I think when people feel they're the star, they're above the team. They don't have to do everything, you know. So I think Randy got in that mode. you know. But I didn't I, think I, Randy Moss did much of that when he was in New
1: England. I thought he did okay. In New England. I, 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 I didn't see him doing it any, any quick. Yeah, I agree with you in New England. But, you know, Belichick didn't allow that stuff, man. Mm-mm. No. You know, with none. Of, uh, he don't care if your a superstar. No, he just doesn't allow it. Mm-hmm.
2: What we're going to do, we'll take one more break. When we come back, I got this question. I wanted to say this one for last to see where you guys at with this one because it's a big problem in the league now, you know. So when we come back, we're going to have this question that's pretty interesting. I can't wait to hear you guys' reaction on it. So James we will be right back. Living that for so.
3: If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owens Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world. And they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport
0: imaginable.
3: Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel we school to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk james loving and his guests want to hear it from you call us at 1-888-346-9144 that's triple 888- eight 346-914 or drop an email to loving that Sports Talk at Yahoo.com.
2: Now, back
3: to the show.
2: This is James Lovershost of Loving That Sports talk We got co-host T Jackson. T. Jackson we got a whole was Galen, our expert, Galen Tyson. You know, Galen, I know you're happy today. We talk about T a major day. <laughs> you know, you, you're getting out of your detention. you got to go to recess today, so it's a good day for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we got to pick on you, Gator. Yeah, it's all right. You know, guys, we're gonna, uh, I want to say this question last because I think this is a big problem in the NFL today, you know. And this question is from Mickey from Phoenix, Arizona. Has the NFL become a power puff league with all these penalties for Hamlet to help me? And all these other hits that they call it penalties on. know, uh, I'm one of those guys that are like, what is the league coming to now? I mean, back in back in when it was football, was football, you could go hit a guy and knock him out, and and you know, and but now it's like some of the hits are, are are bad, and I think it's more of um, you know, the health risk and all like that. But God, the league has changed. I mean, you can't put your hands on the receiver down the field, and they, you know, all these penalties. What you guys think? Well, I, I don't know that it's become uh, that bad a power puff. But like you said, Love, bigger, faster, stronger. And and I think that answers a lot of questions. Um, they've got to do something. But I don't know that what they're doing is is is, 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 is the answer. Um, but nobody wants to get knocked out. Nobody wants to, you know, have Parkinson's. Nope, I mean, you know. Nobody wants to have concussions, but how how do you stop that? And and I think that's the big question, um,
1: and and I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. David. Well, you know, I I think that they've gone over overboard with implementing the safety issues that they have right now. I think they've gone over overboard. I mean, some hits, you know, deserve to to be called, you know. Um, personal files and need to be fine but you know again you're taking the game and changing it so much based on what they're doing right now that you know just sort of makes a lot of people upset especially former players and even people who aren't players can see what's going on you know but i do believe in the safety of the players and so you know hitting the defensive receiver i can see that uh you know uh, and this I guess it's gonna be have to be some more training as it relates to the players as well as the fans along to as well so that we know what's going on. Because right now, you know, refs don't even know when to throw a flag or when not to sc- throw a flag, right. sometimes they just throw the flag just to be throwing it to me. Like, where's yeah. that? What's that? You know, if a running back is running the hole and he gets hit help to help, that's going to happen. You can't. There's nothing you can do about that to to change that. But, you know, a defensive receiver, if the ball is thrown over his head and someone comes and tries to knock him out, I can see trying to, you know, to, uh, to throw a flag on that. Uh, as far as the quarterback is concerned, you know you got to basically go in there and two-hand touch him and fall on him just a little bit, not too much, and then maybe you won't get a flag. That stuff right there drives me crazy as well. You know,
2: yeah, isn't that isn't that like it, trying to be palo Puff, though, guys? It's not like what it is, right? It, it, well, in a sense, I mean, I think a quarterback should be open game. I mean, that quarterback tucks up all the run. I don't, I don't believe in the slide rule. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that that mm-hmm. he can slide and can't be touched. No, mm-hmm. if he takes off. He's either going to fall down, mm-hmm. or, or I'm going to knock him down. That, that's the way I think it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, what I heard not know, you might have heard this game, though. In, in such <laughs> decisions like this. I mean, just like Gailen was saying, if you're if you're a defensive receiver, you can see that play developing when that guy's going to come and hit him. But you know, to to say that the, uh, somebody uh, hit somebody with the crown of their helmet as he was coming down with the ball or as he was releasing the football and then the referee being asked to make that call in that split second, I think that's asking entirely too much out of the referees. Mm -hmm. Well, Galen, you play defense. Tell me how, and I've seen this, like I tell you, I watch, you know, the receivers. Tell me how where um, a defensive player, you see the play develop. Like, you and your, your, your running thing and then you you know, getting off your feet to make the tackle, dive, and then he's coming at the same time, but then he's coming down, dip his head. How can you stop that? Because you're already in motion. You know what I'm saying, Galen? uh You know, that's
1: why I can identify with James Harrison a lot from uh, from Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a, just a physical player. And when he hits people, it hurts, you know. So, like, the one he got suspended with, uh, um, with, uh, with the quarterback from Ralph, Cleveland. The round quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Holy- Yeah. Colt McCoy. Colt Colt, Colt McCoy, yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, Colt McCoy is a lot taller than him. The joke is only about 5'11", foot. You know, I mean, he did hit him with the crown of his helmet, but, I mean, it's it's hard for a linebacker to pull up. I mean, it's just you're asking too much of him, and, you know, I'm afraid that... Now, instead of the quarterbacks getting hurt, you're going to have some defensive players getting hurt. And I don't mean just like little injuries. I'm talking about serious injuries because, you know, I can foresee them getting just out of position and getting hit wrong because the offense doesn't have to stop, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a mandate, okay, you can't run over the defensive back or the linebacker, right. and, but we have to pull up as as defenders, and if an offensive player comes in pretty hard on us, then we're going to get injured. If we're thinking the quarterback's going to slide and all of a sudden he tries to get extra yards and runs you over, you can get hurt that way, you know. So it's just so – it's a fine line on what they're trying to do. And I, I don't like it particularly, but, again, I mean, I can see – in the long run, you know, we all play. We all feel the injuries from one when we played. And, you know, the investment that they're making in these players now mandate that they need to protect their investment, even more than when we played. And so that's what they're trying to do. And they also protect the players as well for long-term injuries. And so I guess we're just going to have to, you know, be patient while they try to get it right. But they need to get it right, yeah. you know. And the it's,
2: bottom line is, Gail, that it's taken away from the game. Mm-hmm. It is. And and it, it's taken away from it from me as well, mm-hmm. um, being an offensive player. But uh, still, um, they got to do something. But they're doing right now. I, I'm assuming is just process because I don't think it's fixing anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So and, and we ain't got much time left. But isn't the game game about you knocking that play out, making him fearful coming back that spot? And tell, isn't you running that guy over, making him fearful not to tackle
1: you? A receiver, that's what the game was, right? Yes. Right. That that player, simple, right. right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if, if a receiver came in my area, especially a receiver trying to block me or something, I'm going to try to take that receiver out so the next time he comes in, he's going to be thinking whether he wants to hit right. me or not. Absolutely. Or whether he wants to catch that ball or not, you know. And you can't really, they're telling you, you can't send that message anymore.
2: you got yeah, to you you gotta catch let it, Tom know, he, he, he ain't going to
1: get touched. You know he ain't gonna get no hard. He don't. He'll sit in that pocket and pick you off. Uh, yeah, heart, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to be able to send a message. That's what these teams <laughs> like the Raven and the Pittsburgh. Those, you know, Houston. They send messages. Let you know if you're coming in that area, it's gonna hurt to catch that ball. You
2: and know? see, and I think that's a result, Galen, of mm-hmm. of not being able to, you know, not not knowing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and not being able to hit these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, all these passing yards that these guys are putting up. That this is
1: a direct result of that. That's right. You know, I mean, then you don't even know. And when they do get catch the ball, because you got to let them catch it, you don't even know how hard to hit them or how to hit them. Yeah. You know, you just got to lay them down there. I guess you know, it's just it's stupid, man. It, it drives me a little crazy. Yeah, that's why league might be a little power puff league. You know,
2: might watch all I might. I don't want to say give give myself trouble being with, with the ladies, but <laughs> hey, hey, watch I love. It. I, I wouldn't say it's too much Powerpuff. puff. You asked. Ask Colt McCoy how powder puff it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the guy yeah, finds That's, that's hard you hard time on, is, but next week I get to the rest of these questions. But you know, um, Galen, yeah have to have you back.
1: Yeah, you but Yeah, we yeah, might, you might
2: have you on next week. or oh, you're in Texas or something, right? Hey somebody's got a feeling for me next week, love. Maybe I can get on the computer and ask some questions. I'm gonna be but you have a good a safe trip there. See we you have fun, man. All, all right, right this is Jay Love again. The host of Love and I hope you're loving our sports all, but we'll have Gailin on next week with me. So tune in, and all we got to say is Gailin is, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs>